Here we go. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Oh, what a day. <laughs> I hope all of you are well. Welcome to a new episode of the BC Model Tech Tuesday, where we get to talk about everything cool, cars, life, you name it. AJ, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, R35R13. How are you? Talent Koshi, good afternoon as well. DJ DS3, Tillman T. Thank you so much. Alex, thanks for all the love. Appreciate that. Naughty More Bucks. Good seeing you as well. Free Minded. Good afternoon. Sam. Oh my God, Sam. I owe you a call. <laughs> I have to give you a call, Sam. I'm so sorry. It's been a bit crazy. Extreme Supreme. Good afternoon to you as well. Frankie Guzman. Good seeing you as well. Um, 11.58 is starting out the gate, asking if I've ever thought of doing an E36. Yes, I have, but I don't have a relationship with BMW. It makes things much easier. AJ from across the pond. Sagura Charles, good seeing you. Free-minded Loso, I appreciate the kind words. You just mentioned that you love my build, so thank you so much. San Francisco's in the house, courtesy of Psycho Professor. Tony Boy, good seeing you. Carcoholics, hello to you as well. Martin91NSX. Doing well, NA1, sir. Good seeing you. My favorite cars are real racing, Master's asking. I kind of divide that into three sections. The car that is most notable is the Odyssey that's right here next to me because it's the most recognizable car I have. The most fun car that's almost terrifying to drive is this blue Porsche right behind me here, 850 horses, which is amazing. And when it comes to sheer fun, Sam is here because he's an integrated part of that build. Right here to the right of me, which you may see, is the center seat Porsche, which is something like a joy to drive. It's almost like a, how should I say, a go-kart on steroids, which is pretty cool, you know? I see a question here from our friend, 1158 Gator. What do I think of the S50 and S52 engines? I haven't played with those yet. So that being said, I do not have much experience. I only like to talk about things that I've had experience with and I would never, ever point you in the wrong direction. Tony's asking what's behind me. So I have the BC Moto 850 horsepower Porsche 911. And a customer CRX right there that needs some help with his, his, his uh, engine management solution. Hello, Francie Guzman. Good seeing you. Um, when is the Insight coming out? The Unibody one, which is right over there. I'm actually working on it this month. I plan on going to see Golden Eagle later on to talk to them about uh, getting me a block to sleep, a sleep block, so I can get it back together, which is pretty nice. I have two sleep blocks, but they've been in service for such a long time. Mr. Pineapples, good seeing you. Hello, Genio Wow. DJ Ramarov. Hello, sir. Oh, we, oh, you couldn't make it this Sunday. We had a great Porsche event at the Peterson, which is pretty cool, you know? Um, 1158 said I need to touch the engine because it's hella fun, even though it's complicated to work with. I love complicated. I know, ITV Kevin. So, Kevin, it's amazing you said that. He came in here, and you know what the main problem was? His, was his main relay. So, he tried to start the car when it start, EC wouldn't come on. I put in the main relay from the Wago van, and everything came right on. So, it looks like I'm going to have to co um, convert him, Kevin, with your help to that right wire kit that is separate from the engine and chassis harness to allow them to have that problem, you know? Not have that problem anymore. Belmonte Auto says, for Purell Switch, I've been trying to find oil weights. I'd be more than happy to help you. I know Purell, Purell has 020, 5W30, 10W40, and 2050, but that, those, those buckets do span across a lot of different types of oils, which is pretty cool. AJ from Relentless Racing asks, technical question, building a motor, do you use different color bearings? And if so, do you put a thicker bearing on the bottom or top? Great question. So, 
I do, and I only stay within one color jump. So I wouldn't go from pink to green. That's a pretty, you know, I would, I would say red to green. That's a pretty big jump. I'd go from, from green to pink or from pink and red. And when you go to the other one, maybe blue to black. But I don't do more than two color jumps, so I do. And I put a thicker bearing on the bottom. That's what I typically do, you know. Um, just asking, what about 15W50? So what Piro has is a 2050, which is recommended where a 1550 or 2050 is suggested. So if your engine calls for a 1550, you can use a Piro 2050 with great success. RR Motorworks, good seeing you. It's great seeing your Formula D as well. Thank you so much. Appreciate that indeed. Um, I think Good is asking, does Piro make a diesel oil? I think we talked about that before. My pleasure, AJ. No, they do not. Um, I don't know if they have it on the horizon. Well, Chris from Piro will be visiting me, I think, in the next week or so. And I'll ask him what they have on the horizon for that. Um, let's see. Belmont is saying, sorry, because I can't find recommended oil weights for their cars. It means it's not in the manual or the cap. What would that be so hard to find? Let me DM me what car you have, and maybe I have something in my arsenal that can help you out, Belmonte. by all means, you know? ITB NSX tune. Yay, Martin91. I'd be more than happy to help. I love ITBs and I love NSXs, so no challenge whatsoever. How would you apply an electric motor to an IC for peak performance? I would integrate it motor assisted. In other words, I'd love to have an, um, two functions for um, EVs. I love seeing where you can have the electric motor exist between the gearbox and the engine, and it assists the petrol engine. It also can act as a starter and a generator, which is pretty cool. So it acts for a very nice, compact application. It can give immediate torque at zero RPM, so it can help with bottom end launch and fun. And it can also assist as a bit of a range extender for the petrol engine, which is pretty cool. Um, another way of doing it is if you have the petrol engine, or even with an integrated motor assist driving two wheels and using electric motors to drive the other non-drive wheels, or non-drive ICE wheels. That really gives a great opportunity. You may see that in the new NSX, which gives you a great bang for buck, giving you the um, technology of cars that cost well into the seven figures. And get it for low six figures, which is pretty cool. Hello, CRV, good doy, good seeing you. Um, Dion is asking, I know you've done a few air-cooled Porsches. Ever done a VW bug? No, I have not. Um, my air-cooled experience has primarily been the Porsche route, which is pretty cool, you know. Which suspension component should you upgrade first? Well, I like to do two things at the same time. I love going coilovers with adjustable compression rebound, and my friends from Progress and KW do a smashing job with that. Then I follow up definitely with sway bars, which is pretty amazing. Wow, you guys have so many great questions today, you know? As BBC stuff, having hinder weights. I'm trying to be like you, brother. Just trying to grow up and be like you. Well, actually, yeah, I, I work out daily. So, except for weekends when I rest. And Sunday's my cheat day, which is cool, you know? Um, what has been my favorite build? Hmm. What I'm doing this year, which I can talk about, may end up being my favorite, but to date, I would say favorite. I think the wagon was really a great challenge. But I say the most difficult one, which is the Odyssey. That's been my best one. It's been really challenging and difficult. But on the same token, this Porsche is something that so many people discourage me from doing. This is my first Porsche build ever. You see the earlier representation on my T-shirt. Um, I was discouraged by a lot of people in industry, which is a great life lesson. People may discourage you from doing things, from pursuing your dreams. Don't give up. I had people who I respected in the automotive community who said, BC, you come from the Honda world, don't play with Porsches, don't build the engine, you don't know anything about it. So the first Porsche engine I ever built, the first six-cylinder engine ever, is this right here, which is still running today. So that being said, don't let people discourage you. If you have a dream, go after it. And speaking of dreams, 
Something I noticed this week, which is really interesting, is talking about life lessons, is that negative people love drama. So if negative people come to you and want to give you a bunch of drama, don't succumb to it. Reward them with positivity. It goes away. And that's what I've been doing. I've been dealing with one individual who's a bit of a shop owner, and uh, he's been extremely negative. But you know, everything I do towards him, he wants to create drama for me and so on so, so, so forth. I pay him back in kindness. And you know what? It <laughs> went away. Things are so great. So that's absolutely fantastic. Zania Dad is asking, what progress have I had on the MR2? I'd love to tell you that all I do all day is to play with project cards, but it's very challenging. As a matter of fact, because I want to give the MR2 such attention, I am not going to rush it. So right now, what I've been doing so far is collecting components that are missing on the chassis, primarily external aesthetic components and interior components. I'm going to take my time and build it. I was going to push it to SEMA this year, but I don't think I'm going to do that. It's, 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 a bit, it's, it's not the right thing to do. I'm going to take my time and probably shoot for SEMA next year, but I'll continue to build it very nicely. And one thing I can tell you is that I acquired a sequential gearbox for it. So I plan on doing sequential gearbox in that MR2, which is great. So I can share that with you at least, you know? Uh, no problem, JDM archaeologist. I appreciate that. Hello, Dan. Hello, harsh. <laughs> Good seeing you. Next Hot Wheels model? I would say... Ooh, am I able to say this? Let's say it will be a Dodge offering. I can say that. <laughs> Cersei MR2? No. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. That'd be really cool. And speaking of Hot Wheels, look at what I got in the mail recently. This came in the mail. Hello, Ken Racing. Oh, you're such a bad influence. Shame on you, Ken. <laughs> Shame on you. Um, hello, Jim Genghis Khan. So good to see you, as always. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. I see a question here. I have a few questions about car stuff. First thing should be the best engine swap for MB190E. Secondly, what did I start making power on a 7M GT? Those are two questions. Um, one thing with a 7M, let's start with the Toyota one first, is definitely a turbo kit and a proper engine management solution. That would definitely get you some power that's reliable. For the, M190, for the um, MB190E, it depends on what engine. So if it's a Cosworth engine, which I have one right in the corner over there, I don't think you guys can see it. I have a Cosworth engine, 2.3 liter. I like to build those. But if you have an inline six, I feel that the inline six and 190E is a bit antiquated. And what I like to see happen is you upgrade to the S320 engine, which is a 3.2 from a 2.6, that's not only sequential injection, but also direct in, um, coil and plug, which will give you a lot more modern amenities, a lot more power, and a lot more tunability, which is fantastic. That, that mechanical injection is pretty archaic in the old school 190s, you know? Um, Addressing is asking, am I keeping the 4A in the MR2? I would say no. I was surprised you what I'm putting there. I think you'd be very impressed, you know? Um, Dr. Shea is saying, hey, BC, do you think we should leave an aluminum block engine for boost applications? So it depends. It depends on the block and the power you plan on making. If you plan on making another 100, 150 horsepower, many times you can get away with the factory sleeves. But if you plan on pushing further than that, by all means, sleeve it. Uh, my sleeving place of choice is Golden Eagle. And they're in St. Dimas, great guys. They're very timely, very good at what they do. I love their stuff. Hello, Strand Films YT. Good seeing you. Thank you for joining me. And speaking of joining, I was going to talk about this earlier. I received this gift from a place called Hot Wheel Works. You can see what they said right here. I don't know if you see it. It's probably backwards. So with you, my friends, I'm going to open this up. So let's take a look and see what was sent here. I'm pretty excited. 
I haven't looked at this yet. It was wrapped pretty nicely with the Saran. So um, join me, friends, as I open this up, which is pretty cool. Okay, here we go. Okay. It's stuck in there, in the foam. Oh my God, look at this. Guys, look at this. It's a representation of the blue car next to me. And look at the detail. It has the turbos in the back. How dope is that? <laughs> Hello, Curdy. Hello, Ken. Um, all motor K24, you're so bad, Ken. You're so bad. Muslim, no, I haven't worked at that engine yet. This is so cool. The detail is absolutely amazing. Yes, the, the turbos and the exhaust and the piping and the, and the, the nice tail, IROC tail on it, front IROC front end. This is such, look at, and the color is very similar. How cool is that? Thank you so much, Hot World Works. This is so dope. This is so beautiful. I know Hot World Ninja is pretty cool, huh? Yes, Automotive KMD is so nice. I'm so fantastic. I'm so honored to have this. It feels so, even the detail, look at, even the side mirror, the detail there, look at that. I don't know if you guys can see that. But just like I have on the car, it's such amazing detail. I'm gonna cherish this forever. It's absolutely fantastic. I love this Hot Wheel. Thank you, thank you so much, Hot World Works. You're so talented. I love this, I'll cherish this for the rest of my life. Thank you so much. So amazing, put it right here. Nice and safe. On a, I'm gonna put it on a platform, I secure it. Look at how cool that is, so, so dope, you know? Okay. So, greetings, Keanu, all the way from Switzerland. I appreciate that. Thank you, Speedmotion, I agree, you know? I agree, you know, the, the thing is that um, Porsche has to approve us as a partner for their Hot Wheels. So that is what delays a lot of processes. You know, when, when, when the design team from Hot Wheels comes together and decides on a, on a program or a, or a car, it takes a couple years to come to market. So the Odyssey that came out, I think a year ago, that was approved a greenlit two years prior. It takes two years for a car to come to market with Mattel, which is amazing, you know? So that being said, put it on the dash. I know, that'd be so cool. I just have to find a way of securing it because the detail of this is so well, it even rolls. Look, even the wheels, he has the Magnus Walker wheels on this. This is so amazing. I can't believe it. I think Dr. Giraffa that the W204 with a CC3 engine is absolutely smashing. I like it a lot. Absolutely smashing. S4 from Germany. Good seeing you, Judah. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me as well. Achilles. Achilles Willis. Oh, Willis. Very nice. I know, Tony, Tony. I'm so honored to have this from Hot Wheel Works. So, by all means, if you guys want to see more of this, send me a message. I'll send it down to the guys at, at Mattel and see if they can make this in, uh, in a, a proper form that can continuously be enjoyed by everyone around the world. Handsome Hassan, joining us all the way from Miami. Thank you so much for joining. I appreciate that, you know? Vigilante, a couple of shirts? No problem. We have a ton of them. If you go on the Beast Motor website, uh, we definitely have tons of those under apparel. You can see plenty of those. Yes, please, Tony Tony says he needs. By all means, I'm going to put something up um, after our show today, and I would love to cherish the opportunity to get your feedback so I can forward it on to the powers that may be at Mattel. And if you like this so much, I'd like to have one of these. I'll forward on your comments, and hopefully we can make it happen. This is so... It's gorgeous. Look at the attention to detail. From the side mirror, to the color, to the front, to the walk, Magnus Walker 1552 wheels, to the Turbinex turbos in the back, it's absolutely smashing, you know? Wow, Hatford, Connecticut, in the house. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. 
Oh, Belamonte is saying, big thanks for setting us up with the Purell. My sponsorship is coming tomorrow. Fantastic. I shared with you guys last week how Purell is offering sponsorships for friends and family. And since you guys are all my friends and family, um, I wanted you guys to contact them, let them know I sent you, and they hook you up with a sponsorship. I think that ends today or tomorrow. I think today. So if you haven't, you still have a chance to be part of the Purell family, which is really good. Handsome Hassan is asking, who would I contact in regard to engine building? Well, I don't do engine builds in-house. Um, some of the people that I do like a lot um, would be the guys from Golden Eagle, definitely SV Machine who's here, and Ken Racing Engines. Those three people are people I trust to build your engine. And um, I'm just so swamped here. I don't, have, I don't have the chance to be able to build engines for the public at this time. So please forgive me. Um, hello, wagons. <laughs> Two wagons, one cup. That's a cool name. <laughs> That's an awesome name. Will I be working on M96, M97 soon? Oh, flat six, NA flat six. It's okay. It's my fault that I haven't made it well known about my affinity for M96, M97 engines. So, just to give you a little bit of a, of a, uh, a hint, this car right here houses the most powerful M96 engine in the world that ever existed. It made over 1,000 horsepower. It's now detuned to 850. Yes, detuned to 850. Terrifies everyone who gets in it and drives it. It's absolutely smashing. This 75911 contains an M96 engine that's fully built with twin turbos. Then in the other showroom, um, I have, and you can see it on my feed, I have a Cayman with an M97 um, that makes M, uh, 481 horsepower and is now getting an engine that's fully built to crank up the power and go on flex fuel to make even more reliable power. Um, right here next to me is another twin turbo monster. It's a center seat Porsche that's also running an M96 variety engine. I have another black one that we launched with Mattel at SEMA last year that also has an M96 engine. I'm a, there's another one that has an engine going in the boxer right now. So I love M96s. You know, it was pretty cool, you know? BC Maker Hot Wheels make a Porsche. I want one. By all, by all means, R35R. They make some for Magnus, which is great. They have some generic ones as well. But if you'd like to see one with our, with our effort in it, um, if we submit it now, it could be out for 2021. <laughs> I know it's a bit of a long stretch, but that's how long it takes. But your support can make it happen, you know? Two Wagons, One Cup says he's making a J30 wagon. That is so awesome. I love Honda to Honda engine swaps, especially when you go to bigger engines. It makes things really fun. So good luck with that. If you need any camshafts or valve train, I'll be more, more than happy to help you out as much as I can, you know? Ah, Wagon Mike has a great tech question. He says, BC, can you recap on water meth injection with 91? Thinking of going that route on my build instead of pump 100 octane. Yes, I'd be more than happy. For those of you who do not know about water methanol, it's what I have in my Porsche here. I'll try to see if you can raise it up and see if you can see it. So in the very front, see that little white thing right there? That's a tank for water methanol. And I'm a huge advocate of it. What it does allows you to have all the advantages of being able to get 91, so no range anxiety, you, know, you have to look for where you know, E85 stations are, or if you don't have a capability of flex fuel, you don't have to worry about that or carrying tanks with you. That technology of water methanol it came from World War II, when certain countries had a hard time getting proper fuel. So for the planes that were in the war, a very cost-effective way of increasing the capability of the fuels was to inject water or water methanol into the engines and hence getting all the advantages of anti-knock and higher octane without any detrimental effects. Fast forward to today, we use that same technology in automobiles. And what that does, allows you to create an opportunity whether you're NA or boosted, and most boosted guys do it, 
to give you more anti-knock properties without any deleterious effects. Now, I like the AEM stuff because it has a fail-safe built-in. If your tank gets empty or if you have a problem with the controller, it can send a ground to your ECU and can put some fail-safe in, like a boost cut or a rev limit or a huge warning light or something of that nature so you can fill up and find out and rectify the issue. So I'm a big proponent of fail-safes. But the one thing about that is, well, here's what I typically do. Um, on this car, because I make a lot of power, I have two nozzles. And the two nozzles are kind of located about six inches away from the throttle body. And the way I kind of face the nozzles towards the incoming air to help be give better distribution. And what I have done is I have set, I typically set the on water meth boost levels. And let's say a third of the top boost that I'm going to run. Let's say I'm running 30 PSI. I started at 10 PSI and I do the maximum closer to that 30. And I get what is called a weeding effect where it's a progressive effect. This is just dump a bunch of water methanol, but it's very easy to tune. I tune low boost for the car. Then I add the water methanol um, with a setting of about a third of the boost to come on and then finish up near the top boost. And what ends up happening, I tune, I end up finding that I can make more power, create more boost without having any knock issues and add more time to make even more power. My fail safes, when something goes wrong, allows me to remove ignition timing and do a boost cut and also a soft rev limit so I can know, uh-oh, something is wrong. And I have a nice little light on my dash that shows me green when things are on and flashes really weird when things are awry. So I love water methanol. It's a very cost-effective way to allow you to have a higher octane fuel without having to worry about range anxiety or looking for 100 octane somewhere or 85 somewhere. It's really cool. And I use 50-50 mixture of deionized water um, by volume and lab-grade methanol, which is really, really cheap. I think you can find methanol nowadays for like three to four gallons, three to four dollars a gallon. And a tank like that, even me misbehaving and driving like a, like a nincompoop, I go through a month. It takes me a month to go through that, which is pretty cool, you know? Um, will we ever see the day of a Bisamoto Aishima 1-2 scale car? Well, if Mattel is not part of that kind of sign with Mattel, it may be a challenge. I don't think we will have one because I'm very much in bed with Mattel. Hello, Marlon EG. Marlon Ultimate EG with a clean, beautiful Hulk. His EG is gorgeous. Always good seeing you, sir. Um, so the wing on the shirt is not the same as in the actual car right now, Judah is asking. The wing on this shirt, no. As a matter of fact, you want to see that wing? I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show you where it is. See up top there? Right there. That's where the wing is. It's pretty heavy. So it's up there. So what I did is I changed the look of the car, made it more of an IROC look, opposed to a crazy kind of racer look. That's what we did. Yeah, but I'm not you're right. It's, 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 and today, it's pure sold in the Caribbean. I don't know if they have dealers out there. I don't know. I think they have someone in Trinidad. But guess what? I can ship to you. <laughs> so anywhere in the world, I can definitely ship pure to you. So if you need some, let me know. Hey, Shell, good seeing you. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining. When will I be coming out to East Coast? I have family out there, so I'm thinking probably second quarter of this year. So we're in the second quarter now. Probably before this second quarter ends, I'll come out and take a gander. And I'd love to go to some events at the same time. Hello, Fox Design. Good seeing you. Um, how's the Mercedes build coming along? Anything new? No, nothing new on the Mercedes Benz. But here's here's what I'm going to ask of you, Fox. To please don't be upset with me because I've decided on a pretty high-profile project this past week. Um, it's something that's going to blow everyone's mind. It's going to be a project that is the craziest thing I've ever done. It's one where I had to jump on it because 
it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And because of the intense nature of this project, which, by the way, I started acquiring components yesterday. Um, my friends from AEM are part of this build as well. It's put me in a position where I have to kind of delay my Mercedes and, and AW11 builds a little bit. I want to pay more t like very good attention to this project coming up. And what it's going to do is allow me to spend more time with the Mercedes and the AW11 and do it even better. But what it does, it delays me paying a lot of attention that I planned for it to focus on this newer project. So please forgive me. Don't be upset. But I guarantee you, when it's done, you say, oh my god, it's so worth it. It's going to be absolutely smashing. Darlene Hemez from Brazil, thank you so much. Story on the red Porsche. Ooh, I can give you a good story, Mr. Pineapples. I'll be more than happy to share with you. And he's talking about this center seat Porsche right there. So let's talk a little bit about that. It's really a smashing story. I'll give you a bit of a condensed version. Porsche does a great job in inviting me and the team out to many events where we get to drive cars prior to hitting the market or when they just newly hit the market. So then we had an event, like a driving event at Fontana, Fontucky, as we know, in California. And what happened with this event is um, we had the opportunity to drive the uh, Cayman R, the Panamera Turbo, the 911 Turbo, um, a Turbo Cayenne, and I think there was one other vehicle. I think it was a base Boxster. And of all those cars, the Cayman R with PDK was absolutely smashing. It, in my opinion, handled way better than 911. It was very neutral, very forgiving. Wasn't, didn't oversteer like you see with the 911. The only thing it lacked was power. So I know what Porsche is doing. They're very clever. They get you into these cars tested because they want you to buy more cars, which is cool. The goal is, oh, I love this 911 so much. I love this Cayman so much. I love this Panamera so much. I'm going to go buy one. And the Panamera shocked me. If you didn't tell me I was driving a four-door, I wouldn't believe it. If you blindfolded me and put me in the car and said, hey, drive this, what do you think of driving? I would have swore I was in a coupe. But it was a four-door Panamera, a big old Panamera. They did a smashing job with the dynamics of the car to make it feel very coupe-like, which is amazing. So, Cayman R, I loved, but lacked power. So what did I do? Instead of buying a Cayman R, I went and got a uh, Cayman S, which you may see the crazy silver one with the intercooler in the back and a big wing. That's on my feed and Instagram. I picked one up, a Cayman S, twin turbocharged it, and it was perfect for a while. And what I mean by that is, I'm like, oh, finally it has the power it deserves. 480 horsepower and 91 octane. Mid-engine, fantastic. But the team and I were talking, what could we do to make it even more Porsche, to make it more balanced? And the concept came to light. And I sat down with Sam, who's here. I don't know if Sam is still here. And came up with this great concept to take the seat and put in the middle. So making something that Porsche made so awesome, which is mid-engine, even more Porsche and more awesome with a center seat, and that's how it was born. And there's so many boxers out there, so I chose a boxer platform because it's very light, it's quite ubiquitous. I hate, I really hate trying to build cars where you can't replicate them easily, where they're very hard to find or rare. I don't like doing that, it's not fair to the industry, it's not fair to you guys if you want to replicate something or get something similar. It's the same thing I did with the Wago van, for those of you who are Honda lovers, where I didn't go with wagon pumpkin or wagon components are hard to find. I went with CRV because there's so many CRVs out there and you can easily replicate the wagon with parts you can find in a wrecking yard. And that's why, you know, us and the partnership with Automotive KMD will come up with components to infuse in these projects, infuse in these components that allow you to benefit with products you can find easily. <clears throat> and right now we're working with Quave to try and do a limited slip. Automotive KMD is doing all these great iterations in terms of clutches and quick spool designs. The axles out there from our friends from the St. Shafts. There are just so many opportunities there 
you can combine CRV components in a wagon or Civic or DC2 to allow you to get five lugs. So same thing with the, with the Boxster. We would do a carbon fiber, that roof right there is a carbon fiber roof. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm talking so much today. And it gives you a Cayman look and that aerodynamics without the extra weight of a Cayman and without, you know, Caymans are not as populous as these. You can find a lot of boxers for a pretty cost-effective manner and build them very nicely, which is cool. So that's a quick story on that. So I hope that helps, you know. My pleasure, R35. Um, you're leaving California. Tyler says he's leaving California because there's no 93. He's going back to Boston. I hope, I really hope, Tyler, that 91 to 93, two points with RM plus two is not the reason why he left the state. Hmm. <clears throat> NA flat six saying, what internal parts have you upgraded in order to handle boost? I assume you mean on the M96. Oh, great question. Fantastic question, NA flat six. Intermediate shaft, definitely addressed. Connecting rods, which I had to get my own design because I didn't like anything out there. So connecting rods is something I do. Pistons and sleeving. You address those because the sleeves tend to de-chunk. The rods tend to break quite easily if you push it. The intermediate shafts tend to be a bit of a may or may not work, so you want to address those. After that, you're good to go. Ah, one last thing, valve train. The camshafts for the NA M96s are decent, so you can have a lot of fun boosting those. But the valve springs are very, very, very problematic. <coughs> Excuse me. So we have these, I have two designs. I have a dual spring setup and a beehive setup, which is absolutely fantastic for M96s and M97s. The M96, if you push them too much, just the, the nature of the spring tends to hit a certain harmonic and fracture and break. And when it breaks, it wrecks a lot of havoc. So we do have solutions for that, which is pretty cool. That's what you need to do. Best brand of injectors for NA build, uh, Bosch. I love Bosch injectors. You can get those. The EV14s are a very good injector. Um, pretty much everything in here has an EV14. EV14 in this, EV14 in that. <laughs> CRX there, EV14 in the Porsche here, the Odyssey right there, EV14, um, wagon have EV14s. So the high impedance injectors with very fast coils inside the injector. So you don't have that weird response you may see with EV1s or the older Lucas-based um, RC injectors. It's very, very good, you know? E85 would be a thing of the past when BC fuel comes out. Ooh, you know what? I need to get back on track. So guys, we talked about that before I asked if it'd be a good idea if I made my own fuel. E85 has its place, don't get me right, wrong, especially the pump one. If I did anything, I'll try my best to make it cost effective, but I would like to use a bit of a advanced olefin and some oxygenating agents that can help tremendously with keep the fuel stable for extended periods of time, but also give you performance um, that wouldn't require you to do crazy things to your engine. So some people add um, elements of nitromethane to the fuels. Um, I think it, the more you add, the more it can create an environment that's very unstable and hard to control. I want to give you stability control with the oxygenating value so you can have a higher caloric content. And what that means to you is that you have more power without having to go crazy with your components. You can just add the fuel, retain up your mixture, and then boom, pick up a significant amount of power, you know? Um, how do I stop throttle lag on electric throttle? An engine management solution allows you to do that. So I use AM Infinity. It gives me full control of pedal versus throttle ratio and how it re responds. So with that, I think I did a video, and I'll probably show that again. I did a video where I put it on YouTube where it shows me using AEM to control throttle, and you can see how fast it is. I'm doing the throttle, and things think it's opening, opening, opening. 
So um, having control, using a, 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 some kind of engine management, either standalone or flash capability can allow you to adjust the ratio of throttle versus pedal and can eliminate that lag. So there are many ways of doing that. Um, what was my opinion on running a June Stage 3 cam on a Booster B Series setup? I think it works well. One thing you'll notice that your bottom end may lack a little bit, but it can scream. I tend to build my boosted applications more like NA engines that are pressurized. So you can have a lot of fun with that. Try it. I think you'll have good success with it. Hello. Good morning, Aroy Angel. Good seeing you. Hello, JP. Am I building a four-cylinder Porsche? Fox is asking. No. <laughs> See, okay, guys, that's a, that brings me to something great. Um, on April Fools, I hope you guys noticed that I put up this red Porsche courtesy of Basile Designs, great designer. And um, I've been waiting for a great opportunity to put this up. And I had this, this red Porsche with missing apertures and crazy stuff in the rear and the front end. And, and it kind of has a nod to the 350Z and then has these turbos hanging out the front hood. And I put it, then I'm going to build this crazy project with a front-wheel drive setup. So taking it from a rear engine rear-wheel drive to a front engine front-wheel drive. With D-Series, while I was, I was on a pair of cylinders 1 and 4 and 2 and 3, and put each turbo. And I guess when I said about, talking about the pairing of D-Series in the front, I guess a lot of people would have thought that it was a bit of a April Fool's joke, but so many people thought it was real. Guys, it's not real. That was a joke. And above and beyond that, I got people calling me who I rate. I had Porsche people unfriend me and Porsche people unfollow me because of it, which is crazy. <coughs> and above, above and beyond that... Um, I got calls from people who really cared about me, said, BC, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? I know you love doing crazy things, but that's a bit too much. You're going too far now. And guys, it was an April Fool's joke. So please, if you thought it was real, forgive me. It was my attempt at, at jest. Um, I do not plan on being a D-Series front-wheel drive Porsche. <laughs> forgive me. That was a nice joke that uh, Basile and I played on you guys, you know? Um, AJ Thompson is asking, how did the Odyssey come about appearing on Top Gear? Did Lord Lidge approach you? Did you approach them? Great question. AJ, there's a very good story around that as well. So we launched the uh, Odyssey at SEMA in 2013. And you know, Lord Lidge is a diehard Honda guy. He loves wagons and, and vans and anything really peculiar. So he, um, oh, thank you so much. I'm back in the game. I appreciate the kind words. He said he likes my accent. Um, Rutledge saw the car and said, I have to drive this. And at that time, Rutledge was part of the uh, BBC's division of Top Gear. And he said he had to drive it. So he was able to, it's him, he's the primary reason why this band became extremely popular. He sent his desires up the chain at BBC, and then someone called from BBC to BC Moto. Now, we get prank calls from time to time. We hear all kind of people calling, and we don't know who's who. But I remember my assistant at the time, for those of you who remember Janet, she actually hung up on him. Like, no, you guys are, this is a prank. BBC's not calling us. And they called again and then finally sent an email. And we're like, oh, shoot, it's from BBC Productions. This is really legit. And that's how it happened, and the rest was history. So because of Rutledge, the Odyssey was able to get on that. And with the popularity of the Odyssey on Top Gear, and that's something a lot of people don't know, when the Odyssey came out on Top Gear, Honda had their best sales of Odysseys that quarter than ever, ever since the car was launched. So it works. You put a cool car that makes a lot of power on a show, it creates opportunity, it really does, which is fantastic. And then from then on, it went on to do stuff with um, the Drive TV and Matt Farah, and then Car Matchmaker, and then finally, to our dismay, um, but to a great advantage, we went to our fastest car. So it's been great ever since then. It's been absolutely smashing, you know? I'm back in the game from Germany, wonderful. 
Um, Erwin was asking, was I at um, Formula D Long Beach? What did I think this year? Would I be at the Acro Grand Prix? Answer is yes, I was at FD Long Beach. Unfortunately, I was in the booth of Turbinetics. Oh, fortunately, I was there, but unfortunately, I didn't get to see the racing at all or the drifting. Um, it's really cool. I met some wonderful people. I met some people who are, many of you here on, on Tech Tuesday, who I got to put a face to the digital representation, which is great. Uh, I think it was great. I, you know, one thing I noticed from two years ago, I guess the attendance was a bit down, but still quite robust. And I will be at Acro Grand Prix on Saturday. So Mazda was kind enough to assist me in getting access to the Grand Prix. So I will be there representing Mazda this coming Saturday, which is pretty cool. Uh, hello, well, S4 from France. Oh my God, so much international love here. I really appreciate that. I'm glad I got to meet you as well, D-Works. Thank you so much. Hello, Duran. Miss you, don't see as much as usual. Okie Bites, yes, Wagon Van, Wagon Love, Wagon Mafia. Nissan Love, great seeing you. I saw you at the Festival of Speed. So good to see you, you know? What was the biggest challenge when building the center seat Porsche? For me, I would say it was a bit of the wiring and the oil system. And Sam is such a talented fabricator, so I'm sure he had his own challenges, but for me in-house, it was, it was mostly the, you know, trying to make everything work together and then going out to test and learning. That, I guess that was the biggest challenge because I, I, I've been a drag race guy and this was really the first serious road race car I've ever had and it was very important to me to get positive feedback. So putting different drivers like Sam Rothschild in there and Ralph Gilles and Michael Belcher uh, from Carbon Revolution, putting them in and getting all this feedback was really allowed me to optimize the setup. And then Matt Farah as well. All those things are things that were, I guess, were challenges in perfecting the car. And now she's close to perfection as she could be. Plus, we had a very limited timeline to get it ready, so that kind of that was tough, too. <laughs> Alfie, good seeing you. Hello, it's V with the EG. Good seeing you. Um, innovative Mount, whoa, Innovative Mount's in the house. Thank you so much for joining. I have your front cross member in the wagon. Thank you so much for making such a great component there. Um, Okay, by second, you use this wagon to put all this stuff in. <laughs> I wish I had the time. I love helping, but my schedule is so really, really bad, you know? Um, are you able to open the plug for tuning at this time? Yes, I am, Nitro Solar. So you can call up front. Um, the number is 888-922-6686. 888-922-6686. And, uh, wow, Lindsay would be more than happy to get you down the schedule, by all means. Just let me know what engine management you have. Thank you so much, D-Honda R1. I'm missing so many great... Diling Designs, good seeing you. Oh, Diling. So I need to call you again because there's some crazy stuff going on. I need to let you in on the new project we have, which is making me hold off on the Mercedes and the AW11 Toyota. It's really, 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 really amazingly crazy, you know? Um, Nang Bibitritz. <laughs> A very strong name. Strong name. I love your name. It's really peculiar has a question. He said, is it better to rebuild an engine with unknown issues or swap for a potentially more reliable build starting off with a high performance build? So I assume, is it better to rebuild an engine when you don't have, know any issues as, or, uh, or swap for a potentially more reliable build? So I assume, would you rather do a, a rebuild a Y8, let's say on a D-Series, which you know is kind of a weird engine that has oiling issues, or should you put an engine that's more robust, like a K-Series that, that has a very strong following and known improve reliability compared to Y8. So since reliability is key, I'm really more for the high performance build 
and swapping in a more potential capable engine. Um, I did a lot of D series because I, I loved the challenge and as a student, I just didn't have the money. And I'm glad I did it because I was able to create a lot of great parts. I did the F22 because I felt that it really was a high performance engine that many people didn't know the potential and we proved that it did have a potential. But when, when in mind, especially if there is a very nice close proximity in terms of pricing, I'd always feel it better to go to the high performance engine that is, has more opportunity and potential. So I hope that helps. King Bearings, great company. I love your stuff. I use your bearings quite a bit. I use it in the Waggle Van with great success. Thank you so much for all those great components. We appreciate that, you know? Mr. Pineapple is asking a great question. Wow, you guys are fantastic. I love it. And we have a little bit of time, so I'll be able to answer this. Um, what is the story on the rear wheels on the Waggle Van? Well, here's what's amazing. Those are called turbo fans. Um, the nice aesthetic design was done by my good friend June Imai, formerly from uh, Mattel Hot Wheels and now with Robo Race. So he kind of drew that up. And then, of course, what made it come to life was our good friends from D-Ling Designs. And they're out in Belgium, very talented team. And the rear of the wheel, it works well. I'm telling you, when I drive the car, you can literally see traces of moisture and dirt move away from the wheel. You see how this like almost splatter design. It works, it's not just for looks, it works well. And what it does, it pulls air through the wheel. And for those who have very high temperature brake systems, it can do a good job in cooling your brakes. But for someone like myself and what Honda did in British Touring, is they put it in the rear to create downforce. So it pulls air from underneath the car, it evacuates the air, and allows an opportunity to create downforce to give you better adhesion to the track or to the tarmac. So that's why I put it on the back of wheels. Um, you see that we did something a couple years ago with Hyundai where we put um, a set of those turbo fans, courtesy of D-Link Designs as well, in the front, or DLG, DLG Designs, on the front, and that was primarily for brake cooling and to pull air to cool it. But the rear on the wagon is definitely pull it down. And I did a post, I think last week, where I showed an example of what Honda did on their Accord when they were British touring with their cars, you know? Uh, any good news on a road rebuild? Nothing yet. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time with Mazda this weekend. Um, hey, Hedy, thanks for joining. I'm going to spend a good, a good time with uh, Honda, no, with Mazda this weekend. So I'll find out what we can do together as a team. Javier's asking, what about the Veloster N? Ooh, you're bad, Javier. I plan on building something. I'll just leave it like that. I don't want to say too much, you know? Um, is Milo Fu is asking, would I ever swap a K24 in a Porsche? No, I wouldn't. And I, I'm a huge advocate of keeping marquees within the same family. So you'll see me do something like put a newer water-cooled engine in a classic Porsche. I do that. You'll see me put a K-series engine inside a Waggle Van. Hell, you'll see me put a Accord engine with a D-series gearbox inside an Insight. You'll see me do things like that, but I'm not a huge advocate of cross-pollination cross of engines and chassis. So you won't see me do that. The Porsche guys will kill me. Now, the closest thing I may do, and I may just do this because I'm just bananas, is I wouldn't mind putting a K-series in a 914. So I may do that. But a 911, I wouldn't. Um, I just wouldn't. So I hope that answers your question properly. I love your name too, Wagons One Cup. It's awesome. Hello, Garage Star. Good seeing you. High five as well. Lexus, what's up to you as well? What you doing to the AW11? Well, I acquired a, um, a sequential gearbox for it. I'm also now getting pieces, which I'm having a hard time finding good pieces, but I'm finding like little trim pieces that are not on the car. 
Uh, the Lingus Takes that t-shirt for sale? Absolutely, it is for sale. It's on the BC Motor website. I think I have large and extra large left. I think I have those two. But for you, Deling, I can send something to you. Let me know what size you wear. Um, big no no Y8, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> one man team. Well, I love your team. You're very, very talented indeed, you know. Have a great one as well, R35. Yes, he has a smashing design indeed, you know. Have you ever dealt with a build using an F20B Accord motor? Yes, quite a bit. Um, if you guys remember Big Mike um, of uh, Big Mike fame with his crazy, amazingly beautiful um, uh, prelude, he had F20B in there with primarily BC motor parts. So we've done quite a bit. Um, K-Series is... Ken, stop it! <laughs> you can get me in trouble with those guys. Hello, webcam. I love you, girls. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Hello, Dreaded Trader. Um, AP motor or AP2? Which do I prefer? I like both. As a matter of fact, talk about combination, I love putting... I mean, you may come crazy. I love putting AP1 camshafts in AP2 engines, <laughs> which is really cool. I love the high RPM capability of the AP1, by all means. Um, I also like the gearbox in the AP1 combined with an AP2 engine and torque. So I love that, you know. C4 Corvette, Japanese, not my cup of tea, you know. Can I bring my next 4 in? Have you turbocharged it? Sure, but bros, I can do that for you, whether it's a C2 or C4. We've done that quite a bit. We even did it for our friends at EA, by all means, you know. Is it worth turbocharging the base Cayman 9872? Yes, it is. Absolutely worth it. Yes, we do still. Oh, Spade is asking, do we still have 20B parts? Yes. I have intake manifold gaskets, heat shielding, on sale for like 25 bucks, shipped. I have uh, rods, camshafts, valve, valve springs and retainers. Um, I have pistons, which is very rare. Um, I have everything from 11 to 1 to like 12 to 1 pistons, you name it. We can even custom ones as well. It's actually fantastic, you know. Am I going to Eibach and what car am I taking in the wagon? So I am going to Eibach and I may bring the insight. So you never know. You have to pay attention to find out what I bring. My thoughts on individual throttle bodies. I love them. Absolutely love them. The whole time I was in college, I drove ITBs. I love ITBs. I love the sound. I love the equilibrium in terms of getting air to each cylinder as closely as possible without any kind of challenges that you may see with certain plenums. I find them extremely appealing. I just love that deep whoop, that sound is absolutely intoxicating, you know? You have one love to get a turbocharged, you will love it. Definitely the way to go. I should play with the Elantra Sport. Unfortunately, most people don't play with Elantra. So if I do design components for them, people won't buy them. It's not very good. It's not a good use of my resources, but I think you can do a lot of cool things with Elantra Sport. It's just not on my horizon in the short term. What would I recommend for a third gen Eclipse 2.4? Oh man, engine management solutions, awesome turbo setup, suspension, pure oil. There's so much out there you can have fun with, by all means. I like Eclipses a lot. I love Eclipses and Eagle Talents, you know? Can I bring the 987.2 to you? You could if you're willing to wait till next year, because we are completely booked to the end of the year for builds, which is pretty crazy, you know? HTB or K24 all wheel drive build recommendations. Ooh. Between those two, you can have a lot of fun. So with the H to B, you can modify, you know, the challenge is that the H engine is so large, mating to the B series trans transmission would be okay. You can use one of the kits that we helped develop courtesy of Evolution. Or you can do what I did. I really like the K24. It's, it's what I did on my wagon. That would be the way to go. That's what I'd love to do. By all means, you know. Um, is there a good literature recommendations to learn AM Infinity software? Yes. So Hohokam. I would contact AM Tech and try and get in one of their training sessions. They still have training sessions from time to time, and I would definitely get on board. Now, if you can't do that, 
you can uh, touch base with Ben Strader from um, EFI 101 and seek an offer classes to help you with that as well. But definitely contact AEM Tech. Even though I was part of the beta testing of AEM prior to even hitting the market, I even attended an AEM Infinity class at AEM, which is fantastic. And I learned so much, maybe a better tuner, and definitely got me extremely comfortable with AEM Infinity software. You know? Do I make turbo kits for the 98.7.2 that I can install myself? Not yet. We do plan on doing that, but we're so swamped with projects in the house. I, I don't think I'll have anything this quarter for that, you know? Do I offer camshafts for the third generation clips? Yes, we do. But we do offer them in a reprofiling capability, so we need your core to be able to do that. Alan says, how do I go about getting a Pure All sponsorship? Today is the last day, Alan. Write to Pure All. You can do sales at purallusa.com, sales at purallusa.com, or go on the Pure All USA Instagram feed, DM them right now when we're done, because we're going to be done in a couple minutes here. Let them know I sent you as a friend or family, and they'll get you in. Because they have a friends and family thing that's supposed to be for my friends and family. You're my friend and family. Do it. Do I have any AM506 in stock? Yes, I do right now. I always stock 506s. I have them right now. Mm -hmm. Hello, Ricky Torco. Troco. Good seeing you. Thank you so much. What would be a good direction for a rally Corvair? Suspension, by all means. <laughs> the nonfiction prophet is asking. I love Corvairs. They're so cool. Air-cooled rear engine. They're so amazing. I love those cars, you know? Um, do I recommend uh, HPA for learning tuning? I've seen them do good stuff. I just have never been akin, I haven't attended any of their classes, but I heard great recommendations from my friend like Rywire. He loves them. Uh, my experience has been with EFI 101, so I love their stuff. Even their advanced classes, you can actually physically sit into a car um, and tune, which is pretty nice. You have to fly to one of their locations, but it's absolutely fantastic, you know? Yes, Fawlty Design saying it's so worth it for Pure Oil. Absolutely worth it. I love their oils tremendously, which is absolutely smashing. And for those of you who came in late, look at the gift I got today. Courtesy of Hot Wheel Works. This is a BC Motor Porsche, which is right here next to me. And look at the detail, the turbos in the rear, the wide fenders, the 1552 Magnus Walker Outlaw wheels, the front speedster, side mirror, the attention detail is absolutely uncanny. So. Thank you so much, Hotwell Works, for this beautiful rendering of the beast, a beautiful model of the Beast Model Iro Porsche. I appreciate that, you know? Porsche Caress 4S, Evo 9, or Supra? 4S. I agree with Ray. Definitely 4S, you know? What AM is best for K-Series boosted? AM Infinity, by all means. You can do a bespoke harness. Um, <clears throat> you can do a bespoke harness uh, through Wi-Wire, or if you have a harness already, you can just get a jumper from AM. No, it's not, a, it's not um, an RWB. It's literally... The Beast Model Arrow Porsche, I mean, if you look at it, it has the whole front end, just like a Beast Model. It has the lights, has the aperture in the front, has the side speedster mirror, has the um, outlaw wheels, has the twin turbos in the back. It's exactly same color as the car. Look at that. Same, oh, I'm sorry, you can't see that. Same color as the car right there, which is pretty crazy. So it's not an RWB, but you know what? Um, let me know, Diling, when I can call you, because I think you'd be blown away what I have in mind. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Favorite three supercars? Porsche 918, I would say the Senna version of the new McLaren, and, hmm, hmm, can I consider the Mission E or the Taycan a supercar? I think it's pretty awesome, you know. Yeah, is there, Dilling's asking, is there, oh, well done, Alan, is there an RWB Simoto? There are many. So, we've done an orange one, that's the first one we started off with, we did a, uh, um, like an off dark brownish gray one uh, with our friends from um, uh, 
uh, what company was that? Uh, Crooks and Castles. Um, we did a white one that ended up being black with EA. Uh, we did a white one with um, the guys from 1552 as well. Pretty nice, beautiful backdated one with cool, like little trouble fan wheels on it. We've done quite a few of the RWBs. They're absolutely fantastic. What series of do I have? I have a 506 in stock right now. I have a 506 and five, 506 and 710 in stock. So I have both. Um, I think I have a 712 as well. So I have a Porsche-based one, I have a 10-cylinder one, and I have the six-cylinder one, which allows you to run both um, uh, uh, high penis or low penis injectors. I have those. Good morning, J-Rod from Hawaii. Thank you for joining us. Yes, Justin says he can't wait to see us on Fastest Car again. And yes, we built the wagon for season three. So hopefully they stay on target and get us on season three as my revenge car. And you know what? They had fun with the, with the Odyssey. I saw the guys running like little slicks trying to cheat, but then on top of that, I, I just spun like crazy. I was dumb enough to crank my boost up even further, shame on me, and I just laid rubber the entire quarter mile. But you know what? My wagon can beat everything in this complex. Everything in my facility. Even this blue crazy monster here, the wagon will destroy it. So I cannot wait to be on that show again. What is my plug of choice and gap for Boosted Honda B-Series? So it depends. Now, if I'm doing anything within 200 to 400 horsepower above factory, um, I definitely go with a BKR8 EIX spark plugs, which is Iridium 8 heat range. Anything north of that, when I start pushing, you know, 8, 900 horsepower, I go to a 9 heat range. Um, gaps heavily depend on the ignition system. So if you're distributed, you'll find that you have to have gaps as tight as almost 0 0.016 inch. But if you have a very high output coil, the K-series coils are decent. The IGBT coils from AM are absolutely smashing. I've gone probably as wide as 0.020, but most customers come in here with, with uh, systems that are very lackluster in terms of spark energy. So I've gone as tight as 0.016, a lot of 0.019s, which is pretty interesting, you know? And I gap it very nicely. I'm very precise in my gapping as well. When I sit on streeper, not asleep, I hear you. It was, um, we were the first episode, so it wasn't caught. I remember even telling the, uh, perfect, the uh, production company, like, hey, these guys or other guys are running slicks. The only guy who was actually doing a good job and paying attention to the rules was the uh, exotic. The guy from, um, um, from Always Evolving, Eric. Um, he did have like regular street tires, but these other two guys had cheaters on it. The truck, the girl, they're actually pulling VHT on their, on their wheels, on their tires, I should say. I told him, hey, those are, not, those are not legal tires. Oh no, those are ball tires, is what the production company told me. They didn't know, but they caught on after that episode, and then every other episode, they eliminated people for not paying attention to the rules, which is pretty interesting. You know? But nonetheless, I'm glad that we actually didn't do well. Because if I didn't do well, if I did well with the, with the Odyssey, the Waggle Van would never exist. And I'm so, so honored and pleased and glad that I was able to build the Waggle Van. I'm very happy that the Wagon allowed me to have great partnerships with Dealing and with Fox Designs and do great things. They brought us all together with Sam and, 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 and Andy and Deron and, and Marvin. We really brought us close together as a team, which is fantastic, you know? Can't wait for season two. Show them how it's done, BC. Well, I'm not in season two. I think they're wrapping up season two now. I'm not part of that. I'm scheduled for season three. And I think they got, I think they got approved for multiple seasons, which is pretty good. It, it was a good show, you know. Um, what is all these thoughts on this field drama going on in all motor class? It's been like that for all, forever. As far back as I can remember, um, even when I was doing stuff, I, I used to make my own fuel. Um, where I added tetraethyl lead and some toluene to regular 91 to allow me to save money. People complained about it and protested me left and right. But nowadays, it's gonna control. People are adding nitromethane to their fuel and 
running these times and claiming stuff. It's hurting parts. I guess that's great for manufacturers, but yeah, I really like the time when we all had to run a spec fuel. But um, I understand the sanctioning bodies nowadays. The market is a little bit different now to where I've heard complaints from sanctioning bodies that when they put weights in place and they put in spec fuels in place, people don't show up. I wish, I wish our peers would be more engaged in the, in, the, in the process and spirit of competitive racing opposed to not having that opportunity, you know? Oh my God, I, I'm four minutes left. Okay, guys, um, where's the center seat Porsche? It's right there. And there's another one, let me switch you guys around. Um, there's another one right over there, a black one right there in front of the wagon, which is pretty cool. So um, I have two center seats here and a third one in the works, you know? Um, should you be worried about knock when looking at parameters if it's like at 0.7? Well, that's a very wide range there. Um, I, knock is very important to me. I'm a huge advocate of not only paying attention to knock values, but also using frequencies that I, I, I pay attention to where I, don't, I ignore noise and can see apparent knock. And then I also build in whenever I can, which is very important to me, closed loop knock functions that allow me to retard timing and add fuel per cylinder if knock is ever uh, apparent or comes to play, you know? Um, Marky Mark, you just missed it. I had a whole discussion about what center seats do in a nutshell and how it came to be. In a nutshell, it gives a better balanced, more engaged driving experience. It's absolutely fantastic. It took the mid-engine concept of Porsche and put it even further. So it's, it's like a go-kart on steroids, in other words. It's absolutely fantastic. So guys, um, I have <laughs> two minutes to go, so I may be able to get to one more question, but then I'll have to excuse myself. It's okay, Marky. Mark, I will have this up on here on Instagram for another 24 hours or so. And then you can definitely subscribe to me on Anchor or iTunes or Google Podcast or any of those other podcast mediums. Look for PC Moto and you see Tech Tuesday. And you can listen to me at your leisure, whether you're on the loo, walking the dog, working out, um, laying down at home, driving. It's absolutely fantastic, you know? Um, no problem, Nang Bibotritz. I have no problem. Hey! Um, so that being said, um, yeah, think of go-kart, absolutely. I must depart, guys. Good seeing you. Thank you so much for a fantastic evening and a great Tech Tuesday, one of the successful ever. Once again, for those of you with a Purell, go right now, DM them. I can get you sponsorship last day today. Tell them you're my friend or family, and they'll get you in. Take care, everyone. Have a great evening. Cheers. Bye-bye.